The following program is rated MC9. Some material may be too spooky for children under 9. We suggest listening together as a family. Welcome to my creepy tomb away from tombs. Camp Rock Bottom. As you would have guessed, today's tense little tale is about the cool old days of summer camp. It makes me young just thinking about it. Ah, summer camp. Bee stings, mosquito bites, fresh scare, and poison ivy. <laughs> Speaking of fresh scare, here's tonight's little scrap fire story. I call it Camp Paradise. There's an abandoned camp a few miles from where I live. A couple years ago, it was a popular place for parents to send their kids during summer vacation. The counselors would meet the kids at the main road, and then they would hike out into the wilderness until they came to an isolated area where the cabins were located. For years, local people spread rumors about the camp. They said it was built on an area of cursed ground where 30 years earlier, a religious group had committed mass suicide. The local people would never send their kids to this camp, so the only children who went there were from out of town. None of these kids were aware of the history of this place. One night, the counselors were arranging activities and games to keep the kids occupied. They decided to play a game of hide and seek. To make it more challenging, they tied one of the kids, a young boy named Gerald, to a tree in the middle of the woods. He was told to close his eyes and count to a hundred, while the other kids found hiding places in the woods. When the boy finished counting, he would have to untie himself and go looking for the others. The counselors and kids spent 20 minutes or more crouching behind trees and rocks, waiting for Gerald to come to find them. They started to wonder where the boy was. Finally, they grew impatient and they made their way back to the clearing where they had left Gerald. There, at the foot of the tree, they found a horrible, horrible scene. The rope was still tied around the tree, but poor Gerald had been chopped up into tiny pieces. Bits of his body were strewn all around the clearing, and his severed head was balanced on a tree branch. The kids were all screaming and crying. The counselors were trying to calm them down, but there was little they could do. Eventually, they all went back to the cabins, and one of the counselors tried to use a long-way radio to contact the police. Unfortunately, the radio was broken. So the first counselor hiked back to the dirt road to alert the police, while the other counselor stayed with the children to make sure they were safe. As the kids sat in the cabin, they trembled in fear and tried to make sense of what happened. The counselor who was staying with them seemed really shaken and began drinking alcohol. He was knocking back glass after glass with shaking hands. He kept telling the kids it was probably a wild animal, a man-eating beast from the forest that tore their poor friend into pieces. The kids all said that theory couldn't be possible because Gerald's body had been chopped up. No wild animal could do that. 
They all agreed that their friend must have been murdered by a person. They began to suspect everyone and questioned each other. Where were you? I was hiding behind that rock with her. And where were you? I was up in that tree. I can prove it. He saw me climbing up there. Eventually, they accounted for everyone's whereabouts except for the counselor. Where were you? Asked one of the boys. The counselor just stared at them and he refused to answer. His eyes seemed to glaze over and his face twisted into a horrible grimace. Just then, the kids heard the sound of a jeep driving up a dirt road. The counselor jumped out of his chair and he ran out of the cabin. The kids raced to the window and caught a sight of him just as he disappeared into the woods. When the police arrived, the kids told him about the counselor and they took off after him, running into the wilderness with their guns drawn. Even though the police searched the forest for four whole days, no trace of the counselor was ever found. The children were urgently evacuated and the camp was closed down. It now lies abandoned. Of course, there are still some thrill seekers who hike out through the remote camp just to be able to say they stayed the night out there and lived. Many of them come back talking about strange paintings on the walls of the surviving buildings. And some, some don't come back at all. I'm stuck in my creeping bag. Stupid zipper. Ah, there we go. That story was really intense. The counselor really had a chip on his schmoder. <laughs> but I can't believe they haven't caught him yet. He could be on here with me right now. But for now, it's time to camp some more and worry less. See you next time, kiddos, for another Dread Time story. And remember to stay creepy. <laughs> <laughs>